Welcome to Conversations That Matter, where we ask questions, explore topics, and shine a light on what's truly important. Hello, I'm Steve McNall from Now Media Group. Today I'm joined by Prince George Valmount MLA Shirley Bond. MLA Bond is also the interim leader of the BC Liberal Party and the official opposition critic for health. Welcome, MLA Bond. Thank you very much. A pleasure to be with you. Now, you've lived through the last two years of pandemic just like the rest of us, but you also have the unique perspective of being in the opposition and being the health critic. How do you think the BC NDP government handled the COVID crisis? Well, certainly, uh, I think it's been a, a very uh, challenging time to be in government uh, in whatever jurisdiction that you live or work in or serve in. You know, I think that uh, there were areas uh, where together we uh, tackled the pandemic, where all of the parties came together to say, this is critical, let's move this forward. I think from the, uh, you know, and, and the other perspective is that our job is to always look at how we hold the government to account. So in our case, uh, we have supported public health orders, but have not hesitated to ask the tough questions about issues that have emerged during the pandemic. And that's pretty much been our approach. What were some of those tough questions? Well, there were a lot of them. And when you stop and think about it, transparency of data, for example, was a critical issue that many British Columbians were concerned about. You know, we believe that if you share data and you make information available, uh, it means that people uh, have a better understanding of why they need to do something. So we saw a series of of issues related to long-term care homes, uh, the the provision of data related to, uh, to mandates, all of those kinds of things. It was important from our perspective to provide more transparent data. That was one of the issues that we certainly challenged the government on a number of times. So do you think we have all the data we need now, or are we still waiting? Well, I think there's still a lack of transparency. And, and you know, when you, when you look at, for example, uh, the review that's been announced, uh, again, you know, this is, this is a time when British Columbians have a lot of questions. And we believe that being transparent, sharing information, looking at the why uh, things need to take place is a really critical part of a response during the pandemic. So, you know, while we have called consistently for a review, we feel this review falls very short of the kind of in-depth look at how the pandemic response went in our province. I think that, you know, we need to ask the tough questions about what went right what went wrong, and how do we ensure that we are better prepared in the event that we have to face something like this in the future? And that's what I was going to ask. Now, this independent review is not an assessment of public policy decisions made by the province. It's not about Dr. Bonnie Henry, the provincial health officer, and decisions she made. And it's not about decisions made about economic recovery. So with those things admitted, what will this review achieve? Well, we think that it is uh, it falls far short of what the government should have been prepared to ask about. You know, to suggest that we're not going to have a discussion in British Columbia about, for example, the response to small businesses that have floundered across British Columbia that are struggling to hang on uh, and to survive, 
you know, we saw programs that were un, uh, unveiled by this government. They were announced. Uh, sometimes it took two and three revisions to actually get the program up and operating. Of course, those are the kinds of decisions that should be reviewed. We also have a concern there will be no recommendations. So you have a review that is very narrow in scope, leaves out some of the critical issues like public policy decisions, like economic recovery programs, and the challenges that were faced with those things, and those things are off limit. So I, I don't know how you can call this uh, a review when, in fact, it's limited in scope, there will be no recommendations, and, in fact, we have no idea what will actually be made public uh, subsequent to the work that is, has uh, been announced. What would the Liberals have done differently then? With, thus said, with what you've outlined to us right here, what do you think mm -hmm. you would have done differently? Well, first of all, you know, we have been very strong supporters of the transparency of, of the use of data. And that, that is an absolutely critical part of helping shape people's response. If you understand the why, the how, the necessity, you know, it gives people that sense of confidence that the orders that are being put in place um, match the science and the data that exists. So obviously that would matter to us. But I think all of us have to recognize that, you know, it has been a very difficult two years. And I certainly hope that we would have the sense uh, that and, and, and take the steps necessary to have that legitimate, albeit tough discussion about what went right and what went wrong. Those are essential questions. And you can't limit the scope so much that, in essence, all of the really tough parts of what happened are simply going to be ignored. So, you know, I think we would have, uh, you know, we certainly support a much broader approach to this, asking some of the hard questions and getting the feedback that would help shape a future response. Now, thus said, what went right? We'll mm -hmm. Break this into two. We want to know what went right and what went wrong. So what do you think went right? Well, certainly at the beginning, I think one of the things that we were, that was really important to us, that we worked together to look at how we get, uh, you know, support out to British Columbians quickly. So we met in, in a, during, in a pandemic environment. In fact, uh, I think we only had two members that were physically present in the legislature at that time to say, we agree. Let's agree to uh, a significant amount of spending. Uh, let's get this done quickly. So I think there were, uh, there were ways that we did work together that was really important, particularly at the beginning of the pandemic. So, I mean, I think that's important. I think the other thing that, from our perspective, um, we supported the need for vaccination, and we did that across party lines, no matter where we lived in British Columbia, uh, despite how challenging that was in some places in the province where there was uh, a lot more uh, challenging circumstances when it came to the, making the decision to be vaccinated. So together we worked across party lines to encourage people to get vaccinated. And I think those are the kinds of things that we can look back on and say that was an important part of the, uh, the positive uh, way we worked together on those particular issues. So if that was good, what was wrong or what was bad? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, again, we 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 challenged the government uh, in a number of uh, on a number of of, uh, of of the approaches that they use. So, you know, we've talked about the transparency of data. That that was something that we asked for more thorough, more granular uh, reporting, uh, and so that people could understand what was actually happening in our province. We had 
serious questions about the approach to the use of rapid tests. We watched as the jurisdictions across the country made use of rapid tests as one extra layer of of, uh, protection, one extra tool. And there was a very stubborn resistance in British Columbia to the use of rapid tests. We're now finally having them distributed in our province. You know, they've been available for months uh, in other jurisdictions. Uh, In fact, you could pick them up at transit stops and in libraries uh, across the country. So those, you know, that was another really important issue that we asked some pretty tough questions about. Why hasn't that been part of government's response? Again, those are the kinds of things that there needs to be a discussion about in the review that's been announced and will be uh, will will not be included in the scope of the review. Now, you've mentioned transparency several times. Are you talking about transparency in that COVID numbers were counted and maybe high because people showed up in hospital with another condition and were counted as a COVID case, or if someone died of maybe old age or an existing condition but happened to have COVID at the time, they were counted as a COVID death as well? Well, certainly the counting of COVID cases was one of the issues that caused concern across the province, and there were questions about that. But we also have questions about, uh, you know, protocols in long-term care homes, how how uh, the definition of what uh, an outbreak was changed. Um, there are a number of, of areas where uh, we, we believe there should have been more transparency. When you look at even what was reported and how it was reported, many other jurisdictions had far more granular, more detailed uh, information that they shared on a regular basis. We saw a reluctance to do that in British Columbia. And again, our rationale for that uh, is when you think about how people make decisions, you know, data often drives decision-making. So if you're trying to encourage people to get vaccinated, whether you're trying to encourage them to, you know, look at workplace practices, all of those things, data that explains why it's necessary is critical. So we have now, uh, and we have said all along, that if you're going to put a mandate in place, one of the things you need to do is provide the data and the rationale for the uh, for that mandate, and that's even more relevant currently because if we're going to leave any mandates in place, there needs to be uh, transparency about why that is necessary. And that brings us to mask mandates are gone now in British Columbia. Most venues are at full capacity. Now, do you think it's time to get rid of the vaccine passport, and do you also think it's time to get rid of vaccine mandates for any groups that are still mandated so? Well, uh, we've been very clear in our position that if there are any mandates uh, that, that, are, that are left in place, there needs to be specific rationale and data uh, for, which, for why that is the case. We've looked across the country. Uh, we've certainly seen that over the, the, la- the course of the last number of weeks, we are seeing jurisdictions across the country move away from those mandates. And uh, many of them had a plan in place where, yes, it was, uh, it was a series of dates, but by the end of it, people knew exactly when those mandates were going to be lifted. So, uh, uh, you know, our uh, new leader, uh, Kevin Falcon, has clearly uh, articulated the need for uh, data, for looking at rationale uh, as to why uh, anything, uh, if anything is going to continue, there needs to be a very good reason and an explanation to British Columbians. So does that mean those mandates should stay in place for now until there is the data, or do you think they should be scrapped? 
Well, we certainly have said that if there's no data uh, that explains why they're necessary, uh, of course we need to be looking at how we transition uh, to move away from those mandates. Um, I think British Columbians can handle the information, the truth, the details. They should have. We, we should have had more of that information throughout the entire course of the pandemic. But it's very difficult for British Columbians to to watch as the rest of the country looks at moving ahead and eliminating mandates when we continue uh, to have, uh, you know, uh, certainly the the passport mandate in place. Um, we were relieved to see that there were decisions made uh, about masking and, and other issues. So again, if the government intends to leave a mandate in place, they had better provide the uh, detailed data and the rationale for doing that. And I think that is a responsible and reasonable uh, request. Now, through COVID, do you think British Columbians were pitted against one another by the government with people that agreed with what the government was doing, maybe people that wanted to criticize the government, people that wanted to get vaccinated, those that didn't want to get vaccinated? Well, certainly we've had some challenging times, not just in British Columbia, but across the country. And as I've said, we supported public health orders, uh, but also asked tough questions when that was necessary. So obviously, uh, we, we believe that if you can be vaccinated, you should be vaccinated. And we know that the vast majority of British Columbians have done everything they've been asked to do and more. But we also need to find a way to, uh, to, to, to work together as a province to look at what the future looks like. Um, but we were clear about our position. We supported public health orders ask the tough questions that were necessary, and certainly we did support the need uh, to be vaccinated. If you could be vaccinated, you should be, and that's been a consistent position of ours since the beginning of the pandemic. You mentioned Kevin Falcon earlier in our conversation. He's been elected mm-hmm. the new party leader and will run in a by-election to get by for a seat in the legislature. Once he takes over, what does the future hold for you? Well, first of all, I'm uh, very, very uh, grateful for the candidates that stepped forward to run for the leadership of our party. It was a a very diverse group, and and it was an important process. It's the beginning of refreshing, renewing our party. So very grateful to be able to work with Kevin again. Uh, Of course, we worked together as uh, cabinet colleagues for many years, so um, just great to have him back. He's full of energy and enthusiasm. He's uh, already uh, working really hard at, at, at the job. My role, I'll continue to be the MLA for Prince George Valemount. It's uh, uh, a region that I absolutely love and I, I work very hard to represent and have for many years. I will continue in the role of the uh, critic for health, uh, long-term care. And I am hopeful that one of the other things that I think needs to uh, certainly be a priority for the government is the uh, bringing uh, uh, bringing the health the standing committee on health uh, to uh, activation to activate that committee. We have been calling on the government to do that for uh, a very long time. We finally, uh, in the latter days of uh, the session a week or so ago, uh, the premier agreed to bring that committee. Uh, it, to provide an agenda for that committee. We believe it's a place where we need to be working on uh, the absolute crisis related to uh, drug overdose in our province and and the deaths that occur every day. So I will likely uh, take on a role 
uh, hopefully with that uh, Standing Committee on Health as well. So lots of work to continue to do, and certainly we'll be there in the legislature to support Kevin uh, when he takes over the uh, role of opposition leader. Good luck for the future, and thanks for joining us today, MLA Bond. My pleasure, and thank you for the opportunity. If you have any topics you would like to hear a conversation on, email us at podcasts at nowmediagroup.ca.